This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studio in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit shoptalkpodcaststudio.com. Over Westside, everybody know everybody, right? I got nothing but love in my heart for Westside niggas. Nothing but love. Pink suits with hats to match. Big crocodiles and Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks. This is where it's at. Windows tinted. Seats for lyric line. Keep the hands on the burner. Cause niggas know that it's money on the Yo, what up, though? It's your man, Jay Johnson, a.k.a. the tinfoil hat titan, a.k.a. the conspiracy realist, a.k.a. the technology snob, Steve Jobs Jr., don't text him with your green bubbles, a.k.a. I only debate my equals, everybody else I teach, also known as Juice, because all the hoes say, J.U. Ice, Young Caesar, because you know you can't roam without me, Mr. If You Don't Like Me, Fight Me, I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me, a.k.a. West Side T'Challa, the new leader of Wakanda. Don't debate me, debate your mama. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? What up, though? And it's your man, Dame, three underscores, 313. The West Side Landlord, the pride of PA. High Chief Dame, don't fuck around. The liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, your mama's favorite Dame, and the David Ruffin of the Shop Talk podcast, because you know who the fuck they came to see. Not you, Otis. It's no better than these four letters. Thank God for Dame. And if you're speaking on Dame, you better say it nice. And if you don't put the boss in front, then bitch, you're not saying it right. Let's go. Yo, welcome back. Shop Talk Podcast, episode 282. On you hoes. Uh, 82, man. That was a good year. Was that the year you was born? The God was born. Hey, man, my birthday is exactly a month from today. Yeah, man. So what are we doing? I'm going to know by next week because I, I didn't give it no thought. I ain't giving no thought. Oh, that's what's up. Shout out to uh, Muddy. Uh, his birthday tomorrow. He said he was going to pull up here tonight. Um, that's what's up, man. Shout out to the homie Muddy. Uh, but that's my brother, man. So. And my boy B, my co-defendant. Yeah. His birthday tomorrow. <laughs> uh, so shout out to all y'all. Um, is your daughter's birthday soon? Their their birthdays are both in December, the 26th and the 29th. Okay. Because I see Micah, Mouse birthday was... her. So she was born like in... September, yeah, and then my baby was born in December, but they was both like in the yeah in the NICU at the same. I wasn't time. sure how how all that worked out. Man, they was just in the hospital for a long ass time. Man, I saw somebody put a meme up, and it was like, uh, it was like, you ever think about the kids who was born with you that was in the hospital at the same time? Because that's gang for real. And I was like, yo, that's wild. <laughs> like all the the little baby, like. What if you ran against you ran into them and you had no idea like so, we came so, into this world like together together. So my homeboy Ivan that's recorded up here yeah. and Andrea that recorded here they were both born at the same hospital same day. Word. Yeah. Same time ish. Like she was on one floor he was on uh, another floor but like they we didn't figure that shit out till high school but like that's the only people I know that's happened. Yeah. That's some wild shit. You never know who used the uh who you didn't walk past? You know what I'm saying? I could have walked past Chuck 20 times when I was in the ninth grade and I know who he was. You know what I'm saying? You know, man, when you when you just young, especially when you're young and you just like moving in circles, you're moving with your people, you never know how those connections will come back, yeah. you know, fucking full circle one day. Yeah, that's wild. I, we used to see each other all the time in high school. Yeah. And like, it wasn't no bad blood, but like, we just never... We never really rock with each other like that. Nah, think about it. Uh, we got Chuck in the building. Chuck, go ahead and introduce yourself, man. Oh, uh, man, shit. I hope I ain't Otis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> 
<laughs> I'm the Otis Williams of the Shop Talk Fight. Oh, no, uh, man. You better than that. You better than that. No, I think Dame thinks, <laughs> <laughs> thinks I'm Otis. I'm the lead singer. I'm the lead singer. Nah, man. You you got you, you, you David Ruffin and you got Eddie, man. You know what I'm saying? Eddie Kendrick, David Ruffin. Right? I'll take you it. I'll take it. it. Okay. But you know who they came to see. Oh, shit. Okay. You know who they came yeah, to see. I guess they wasn't really until, until, until they came along. They was kind of. Yeah, but you know Eddie, man, Eddie sung lead on some of the best. He did. Joys, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, you know what it is. You know what <laughs> but the reason I mentioned that is like, so you went, what? What year you graduated from Cat? 2002. Y'all older than me, man. So yeah, yeah I came out 99. Okay, I yeah. came out in 2000. Okay. So. I only went to Cavs my first two years, so we might have crossed paths. Oh, okay. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Young school. School's so big, man. Mm-hmm. You know, I always joke with my kids, like, you know, I went to Catholic school. I don't make no bones about it before <laughs> I went to Cavs. So I know I didn't find this out till like three years ago. Yeah. And he went to private school. I went to private school. It was school. on the podcast. I'm like, yeah, I went to private school. So, I mean, I went from a school of like I know 400... something about you. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a school that had 400 kids total. So there was like 2,000 of us in ninth grade. Right, yep, yep. Shit was a culture shock. 99. So you went to cast from, from freshman to senior. You, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. That was Man, my first experience with public school. All right. Man, you remember a girl that went there in 99 named Javon? I don't remember her last name, dog. I'd have to yeah, see Yeah, you had to see a picture. Yeah, I'm just asking because she was- uh, She was cold? Well, to me, she was back then. You know what I'm saying? But we was kids. We grew up in the same neighborhood. Yeah, You know what I'm okay. saying? She stayed like a couple blocks down. And she was just a, you know, she was like the neighborhood, you know, baddie or whatever I yeah. call them. And I just remember everybody kind of had a little crush on her, like you know. But Javon, she wasn't paying us no mind. Like I say, she's four years older than me. So when you no, that young, four it, years is like my, forty. Years, my, you know what I mean? But I was just wondering if you knew who she was. That's funny because I remember having a teacher. She used to set us up with like. They used to do like a, a, a freshman senior type of buddy, uh-huh. you know, just to help you get acclimated in school. Right. And she was like, you know, it's no big deal. She's like, I can set up a senior girl with a freshman boy. She's like, y'all ain't got no chance. <laughs> right. But she's right. like, I can't set up. You should. Se- I can't set up a senior boy, boy. Mm-hmm. with a freshman girl. She's right. like, that's feeding them to the wolves. <laughs> feeding them to the wolves. Yeah. Sure you ain't got no chance. <laughs> I mean, and my, my boy, uh, my boy Hugh. I don't know if you knew Hugh. I forgot what Hugh last name was. Ferguson. Yeah. It might have been Ferguson. He was kind of popular. He, I, uh, uh, think, I think it was. I think it was Ferguson. I think his last name was Ferguson. Man, I used to ride to school uh, with him that freshman year and back. Cause we used to stay in the same neighborhood too. He'd come school me in his little big little brown van, and then you know what I'm saying. And that's like, that's what that was. Yeah. And I'm cool with. Uh, I don't know if you know Melanie. I don't even know Johnson. Her last name. I think Melanie might be her last name. She was okay. a '99 too, but that's my own girl because she. She used to come my hair. Houses? Yeah, I know Mel. Yeah, she I know houses. Mel. Yeah, that's my dog. Yeah, I know Mel. Yeah. I remember she used to cut hair back then. Mm-hmm. And she used to like, let me just cut it. I was right, like, she got tight though, because she she used to come. She she was. That's tight. a hard sit. It is. That's a hard sit. Yeah, I had to sit back and watch. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But she she was smooth though. You know what's a hard sit? Letting somebody shave your head. If it, shave you, your ball? Yeah, you ever let a woman shave your head? My wife done shaved my head a couple times. No. Nah. Was you scared, nervous? Yeah, I was a little nervous. That's some that's some nerves wracking shit. Yeah. I don't know if I'm um, ever be that comfortable. I mean, that's 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 a prerequisite if you're gonna be my wife. Oh, yeah, because I'm not I'm not really great at this head shaving thing. Right, because you've be gotten better. Up. You be fucking yourself. Yeah, up, I've so. gotten better, but like I'm not good at it. Mm. So like when I get like if you're listening and you want to be my wife, you want to put in an app. You need to be able to shave my head. Okay. <laughs> you only got one. Like if you don't do, oh man, that's that's it's tough when you're dealing with that razor, straight razors and shit, man. Like you can fuck. You putting a lot of power in somebody else's hand, but you yeah. love her. 
Yeah. That, y'all, y'all in love because you let her shave your head. Shave my head, yeah. She ain't go mister on the porch. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was saying, cut me, I'll kill you. Uh, anyway, anyway, man. Uh, how was your week, my brother? Week was good, man. So week was stressful, though. It was definitely a different type of week for me. This it week. was stressful. I had to uh, take a test for the for the dialysis shit that a lot is kind of like hinging on this test going well. Yeah. Uh, just for my for the next steps in my treatment. Uh, so that's been a little stressful. And then this new job, it's just a lot of information. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm trying not to let the, the nigga spirit bubble up in me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm trying. Stay and true, I, man. I, I, I am. What, but, what was, uh, what was, uh, Paul, uh, stay committed. Yeah. Stay committed. I'm trying not to let the nigga spirit bubble up in me. And I thought, so when I got the job, they told me from the jump, it's only a six month contract. Okay. And I was like, whatever. I hated my last job yeah. so much. Six month contract ends up being permanent jobs all the time. It could be. If you do if you do if you don't if you don't let the nigga spirit. That's go. that's <laughs> so an email had come out this week that I wasn't supposed to see and it had me on the permanent list. And I was like, Oh but then like they made an announcement today and my shit like when they announced it to the company, you know, they sent my picture out. It still said per it still said uh, temporary, so I don't I don't know. We got to keep you in check. <laughs> I don't like, know. Yo, we think he's seen this shit, so we're going we to throw this out there. The you know how like, you, said, you said something by mistake and then this, like it just rescinded? Yeah. So, but like, you, you, said, you saw it before they I rescinded. saw my name on a permanent list, but then like when the announcement came out, it was still temporary. So I'm just going to play it cool. Yeah. I'm going to play it cool because. You didn't do anything? No, nah, no. Nah. Man, I'm, I'm doing the-, the right things at this job because. I really hated my last job. I hated that shit. And I prayed and asked God for a better opportunity. He sent it. So I'm not I'm not just going to be out there fooling. Yeah, that's what's up. Stay committed. Uh, this week, uh, well, and last week. Last week, um, my boss got fired. What they do? I have no idea. They don't tell. You know what I'm saying here. Um, Did you talk to them outside of work? Uh, like, they hit us with... Uh, a meet, you know how they throw that meeting on there, like yo, updates or some shit like that. But like three minutes before the meeting, he texts us, like yo, it's been a pleasure. You know what I'm saying? Damn, like, we ain't really understand that. You know what I'm saying? I ain't really understand. But then we had he knew it was coming. Well, he just trying to get you out of here. Only reason I say fuck because like you know, certain such no longer with the company, new opportunities, a whole nine yards. But like we was talking throughout the day and like we was planning shit for like the future. So like, I, I feel like you didn't know that was coming. Cause you was asking me to schedule shit for you for next week. So I feel like you didn't know that was coming. Long story short, I got a new boss and that's always, um, stressful. It's been a stressful week because you don't never know about this new nigga. I don't know you. <laughs> so I don't know you. So look, the, you didn't hire me. You know what I'm saying? I don't know you. So look, the, the dude, dude, that's, uh, that's my manager is actually the guy who I took team over. Like, he got promoted. When I got hired in, I took his team. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And they like me more than they like him. <laughs> uh, but that's neither here nor there. But, you know, so i just been getting a lot of shit in order because he's a very smart. He's a smart guy. He's a very analytic. He uh, he liked to know a lot of shit. So I had to get, like, a whole bunch of shit in order this week. So, like, I've been working, like, past my work time. Like, I come home at, at the have to come from the studio and do extra shit that I didn't do before because, like, he going to go back and check. So today, I hate them type of bosses, man. So today was the day that everything switched over in the system. So like, uh, I knew when he came in, he was gonna be able to see everything. So it took me a while to 
to make everything <laughs> picture perfect. Picture perfect. You know what I'm saying? So that's been stressful. And, you know, this has just been an interesting week for me, too. Uh, but, you know. So you're looking for a new job? No. Oh. I mean, I just made. No. I, I like the gig. Okay. You know, it, I'm. I, I'm making a decent amount of money there. So it's, it's been working out. I feel you. I ain't never, uh, I'm making decent money at this other job too. So yeah. like, I ain't, you know, I, I, I want my best month ever. I want <laughs> them to extend my contract already. Yeah, I had my best month ever. So shout out to me. That's what's up, man. In any event, man. So, uh, we was kind of talking on the, on a pre-talk. I don't know if you heard, uh, <laughs> Oh, so Chuck, man, what's going on? You a boxing fan, by yeah. the way. Okay. Yeah. I'm not uh-huh. going to. So it is boxing. Uh, I know you're not the biggest Umar fan. Not at all. You know. You know. What should be for the good doctor? Man. Wait, wait. Let me, let me get doctor. this out. <laughs> let me get this out. So, you know, I got a little German Shepherd, right? Okay. Uh, he's six months next week. Okay. His name is Umar. <laughs> I don't hate the dog, man. No, I'm fucking with. I definitely ain't fucking with no uh, German Shepherd. Uh, I, I named my dog, and technically his name is Umar Johnson, since my last name Johnson, Johnson. too. So uh, <laughs> my German Shepherd name is. Are black Umar people Johnson. the only ones that give their dogs like whole names? I just did this. It's Cheyenne fault. Mm. You know what I'm saying? The dog name was gonna be Negan because that's just some. Because he's gonna be overbearing. Absolutely. I think they kind of when you when you like especially when you take your like pet in to the vet and shit. You know what I'm saying? When they ask you your name, whatever. Like if it's more than one mm-hmm. pet, when at that same name, they'll put your last name okay. attached to your pet. I know the vets. I think that. I feel like it's a black people thing though. Like we 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 name things differently. The vet do. So. They kind of the whites are at it again. That's okay. all I can say. You know, when it comes to pets, you know, they got that lady taken up. But uh Your dog is cool with me, man. Uh so Umar, uh the the other Dr. Umar Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh let me play this shit. <laughs> uh Damn, who sent that shit? Well, you want to play the Mike Tyson clip first? Yeah. Uh who sent me the Mike Tyson clip? Oh, I, I went to his page. It's on his page. I like that Apple Watch. Uh, I mean, the, uh, the oh, strap man. on that. Yeah, I ain't oh, never seen them. I ain't know they were doing them like that now. Have the big hair and shit. Michelle Pfeiffer and all that type shit. Doc, Dr. Umar gonna get mad at us for talking about white girls. <laughs> Dr. Umar. You never heard of Dr. Umar? He doesn't like white people or black people talking about white people. He don't like white people. Huh? He don't like white people. So what's his problem? I don't know, man. He's just such a righteous black. I mean, he got some cool ideas, but you know what I'm saying? But if, he like have, if he have hate, then it, it can't be cool. That shit ain't cool. That part of it ain't cool. None of it's cool. There's any hate involved, it can't be cool. I don't care if it's, if it's dictation rhymes and it sounds right. It can't be I cool. I can't believe you ain't never heard of Dr. Umar. You should have Dr. Umar come on this motherfucker. That'd I would be love tight. for that to happen. No, I'm not cool. I, 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 I see Dr. Umar's. Mike don't seem interested. Nah, he just don't like, you know, uh, interracial dating, man, which is stupid to me. So, look, that came out, and uh, so Dr. Umar came out. But it's time for the Mike Tyson, Dr. Umar five rounds. <laughs> it's time for Mike Tyson. All right, Dr. Man, y'all, y'all have a good one, bro. Come on, man. It's time for Mike Tyson and Dr. Umar five rounds. 
It's time for Mike Tyson. He himself an intellectual, so I'm going to assume he's talking about some kind of... Somebody get Bernard Hopkins. Them hands are lightning. Somebody get Bernard Hopkins. That ain't even how you shadow box. Who talking about a shadow box? Somebody get Floyd Mayweather. I said, look at them weak ass ribs. Mike Tyson, Prince of Pan Africanism, FDMG. I'm ready to train. Let's go, Nardi. Let's go, Floyd. Let's go, Nardi. Oh, man. He just had a, a joke. <laughs> a complete and utter joke. He said, you know, after the charity. Uh, yeah, after the, uh, what do you call it? What, what was it I saw a couple of months ago with this clown? Uh, what, what, I don't know what casino he was in. I know you saw that clip. Uh, you know, he, you know, he was like on a roulette wheel and he was talking about, you know what I'm saying, how he went. I don't know if, I don't know the full context of it. Mm -hmm. I just saw it a little short. Uh, but he was at a casino. Yeah. You may be able to kind of, you know, comb through social media or whatever to try to find it. But he was, uh, saying that he was gambling money, uh, just, you know, whatever to try to raise funds for this school that he's still <laughs> trying to get off the ground. And pretty much, you know what I'm saying? Kind of like, uh, Wesley Snipes line in Passenger 57, just kind of throw it out, just bet it all on oh, black. Bet on black yeah, 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 but you know what I mean? And that's what he was doing. And he was, oh, 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 Mama Shay, Papa Shango, Mama Say, Mama Sa, Mama Kusa for the ancestors. Come on, y'all. We got to land. We got to hit. We got to hit. Cause, you know, Daddy, Daddy Umar trying to open up this school, you know, and I, I just was like, wow. I mean, if this man still has any inkling of credibility whatsoever, that just speaks more so to the people that listen to this clown. So, Chuck, what's your, what's your beef with Dr. Umar, man? Cause well, it, well, first of all, let me, let me, let me harken back to what, and, and I, you know, this teaching Chuck, I was with, with my brothers a, a few months ago. I've been kind of laying low too, man. I, I, I disabled my Instagram app and, and flipped my account to private just because I just needed to just chill for a little bit. But I'm going to be back on I've that been, thing. I saved a bunch of them bitches, though. You know what I'm saying? I got a little program where I can snatch the video off okay. and download it. Okay. And, and, and we need you to come in here and make it a production, Chuck. Man, you know. I, we'll get look, you together, man. I, I know, man. I know. You know what, man? That, that's, 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 that's for talk. Away from you know okay. off the off, off enough, the camera because Jay Jay threw that out before and uh, I just been kind of BSing about it. I know uh, a while back Rick had it was a group text yeah. we was all in mm -hmm. and he had texted me like man I've been kicking it with Jay and we got some ideas and this is on the third and I was out of town at the time you know and I was like man I'm gonna I'm gonna holler at you when I touch back down and next when, for next time we spoke when I when, when I touched back down he never really brought it up again so I just kind of let it go but. uh Definitely something I might want to check into, man. But uh, back to back to this. But you hear what you hear what Mike Tyson said. You know what I'm saying? I agree with Mike Tyson. You know wholeheartedly. You know what I'm saying? Even at his age, he definitely somebody that I wouldn't fuck with because he's still Mike Tyson. But aside from that, I mean, for, all you have to do is, despite all of the roundabout rhetoric that a charlatan like Dr. Umar Johnson will throw at you because he takes advantage of gullible people by making himself seem as though he actually knows what he's talking about because he's passionate and militant. Well, I got news. I got news for Dr. Umar and anyone like him. I'm just as militant and I think you full of shit and everything that you saying, I'm coming from the opposite perspective because Mike Tyson is a man who can talk from firsthand experience. OK, because listen to what he just said. Now, what do we know about Mike Tyson with respect to his boxing career? When did Mike Tyson's career begin to go off the rails? Late 99, late 90s. Not, OK, but what, what, what were some of the key events that took place? Maybe he married Robin Williams. Mm -hmm. Robin, Robin Givens. Givens. Robin yeah. Williams. <laughs> I'm, 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 pardon me. <laughs> Robin Givens. OK. What's the name? Came, took over as his manager. Don King. Yeah, for sure. Okay, 
Now, how can a man? Now, and there, and there are other in, individuals involved in, in Tyson's career as well. And that's when he began to wear like the little koofies and this, down the third. You know, we're talking about you know, uh, posts, you know, his prison stint and so on and so forth. And then, you know, he he mysteriously, you know, he had a, a tattoo of 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 Mao Zedong on his arm. For those of you who don't know who Mao Zedong is, just look him up. He has a big tattoo of Che Guevara on his ribs. And even Mike Tyson himself explained it that he was just angry and bitter and he was just putting things on his body that he knew would shock and offend people. Because for those of you who don't know, Mao Zedong is a mass murderer as well as Che Guevara. And all of you pro-black, Black Lives Matter style militants like Dr. Umar Johnson, their ideology is fashioned after the same ideology that fueled the lives, the activism, and the revolutionary careers and the political careers of characters like Mao Zedong and Che Guevara. But all of the people, okay, that looked after Mike Tyson and made Mike Tyson what he was were all what? They were all white men. Customata. I mean, I mean, uh, cuss. Uh, cuss, yeah, what, what, yeah custom model. Yeah, custom model. I always, I always be forgetting. I pronounce the name Custia model sometimes because that's how it's kind of written. But my Italian ain't that great. I think he might have been an Italian cat, right? But bottom line, and then he had his trainer. What was it? Kevin Rooney mm-hmm. with his trainer. Yep. Don King forced him out the door. What was the other manager? Remember uh, after he had beat uh, my man and become the the uh, youngest heavyweight champion in uh, boxing history. And his manager, whose name also escapes me at the moment, when they when they came up and they kissed each other, and everybody remember, yeah. I don't, yeah, I forgot his name, but he ended up passing away. Okay, but Mike Tyson is going through all this, you know, rigmarole in his personal life, and Cus Diamato came and found him and told him he was going to make him a heavyweight champion because he saw something. And Tyson once asked Cus Diamato, I think he, he had a conversation with with Cus, and Cus once said, you know, it's not so. He said, I, I was sent to you. I came, in, and it was almost like a voice in his head, like from God came to go and find Mike Tyson to turn him into the greatest fighting force we had ever seen. He was a white man. White man took this young black boy from the Brownsville projects of Brooklyn and turned him into arguably the greatest boxing icon in American history. A white man. And you had Rooney. I know he had his little falling out with Teddy Atlas. But all of the figures that surround Mike Tyson in his earlier life, when he was focused in and honed in on what it was he was supposed to be doing, these were all white men. Then soon as those white men who were around Mike Tyson fell by the wayside, whether it was death or whether Don King ran him off. And listen to how Mike Tyson speaks about Don King today. A man in Mike Tyson's position could never repeat and reiterate some of the things and some of the rhetoric that spews out of the mouth of a hate monger like Dr. Umar Johnson because his very life experience contradicts contradicts that very fact because the people that loved and took care of Mike Tyson and tried to keep him on the straight and narrow were all white men. When the black men, once they got a hold of him, they didn't give a shit about Mike Tyson. He knows that better than you and I know it. So how can someone in Mike Tyson's position say that kind of bullshit? Mike Tyson was 100% correct in saying what he said about Dr. Umar, 100% correct. And this is the same Dr. Umar Johnson who loves to tout the fact that he is a descendant of none other than Frederick Douglass, a man who, in fact, married a white woman. His second wife was white, Mm -hmm. Frederick Douglass, a man who, upon his death, the death of Abraham Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglass were close friends up to the point Abraham Lincoln was assassinated. Frederick Douglass was present during Abraham's Lincoln second, uh, uh, inaug- uh, what do you call it, the speech when he won his second term in office 
Frederick Douglass was present at that speech. And then, of course, Abraham Lincoln was assassinated about a week later after that. But point of, point of saying all of that is, and I know I'm, I'm long-winded, but that's why you brought me here. Um, yeah, man. Um, Dr. Umar Johnson, no. No. And Tyson, Mike Tyson is 100% correct. Uh so Omar Johnson, uh, or Freddie Gibbs did not set that up correct. He just believes that um, you shouldn't. You got to be careful who got who you got. Yeah. Kind of now, whether you agree with this shit or not, like you shouldn't marry a white woman. Um, you shouldn't have children with a white woman. If you quote unquote pro black, you should whatever you do, mm-hmm. you procreate well, with well because that's well, that's supposedly the most pro black thing you can do is procreate with a black woman yeah but that, that may be the most pro black thing you can do but i don't know if it's the most pro human thing you can do mm. see here's the problem i'm I'm sorry but i'm not trying to filibuster i know that you brother no, no, I, because I, I, I want you to touch on that that's not the most pro human not the most pro human thing you can do because every time and this perfect example Every time you see a prominent black conservative figure, whether it's Larry Elder, or what, I don't know, you, you, can, you can count on and on and on. So many of them have white wives or white girlfriends and this, that, and the third. Well, the problem is, and I know we got a whole lot of probably Kevin Samuels fans that's probably listening. Understand something. The reason why you have so many black men who are maybe socially conservative, politically conservative, Date white women is because white women as a whole have not been consumed to the same degree with left wing nonsense to the same effect that black women have. They are still because there's a larger pool from which to draw when you're talking about finding someone who is going to fulfill your needs as a masculine man because too many black women want to compete for that spot. With the man, because so many black women are non-traditional. You have Asian women and white women and so, so, so on and so forth. And mind you, this is a Western problem. Shout out, shout out to the Godfather, Kevin Samuels, once again. This is not simply a black problem. This is a Western problem. Okay. And, and the reality is, it's not so much about color. It's about the fundamental dynamic that exists between male and female, because that is what is, in fact, transcendent. Mm. Not so much the color of the skin. It's about the dynamic between the masculine archetype and the feminine archetype. Your duty and your job as a man to me is to find the most feminine woman that can fulfill her God-instructed mandate. And that's what it's all about. I don't care about the color of the skin. But I, I think I think color does play into it some in terms of uh you know, when I when you when you talk about black women or them being like very independent, how they how they were raised, how they are, how they move differently. Um, you never hear any other nationalities talking about how they don't need their men mm-hmm. or, you know, systematically black mm-hmm. men have been forced out of the home throughout history. And you don't see that in, in other cultures. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> not, not, not so much throughout history, but throughout, throughout, you know, recent history, you know, we're talking, maybe if you want to go back to the Let's 1960s, say the last, 1950s, last 50, and so on and so forth. 50 yeah. to 60 years. Yeah, absolutely. But. What I'm saying, and you can look at it and, you know, not to kind of like steer the ship in the path of politics, but you can tell because, oh, you know, in okay, right. yeah. because a person's, you know, a, a political persuasion sort of says a lot about how they view things culturally, how they view things socially. Look at the black so-called community as a whole and how they vote at a 95 percent cliff for the left wing party in America. The white whites in the United States are pretty much somewhere split down the middle 50-50. Yeah. Even though the largest and oldest political party in 
the well, I know the, the the largest political party in the United States is the Democrat Party. The oldest political party in the world, if memory serves me correctly, is in fact the Democrat Party in the United States. We don't see that same voting uh, homo- homogeneity amongst white people. We just don't see it. So what that tells me as someone, just you know, looking at it without getting too scientific and too involved and just looking at it from a distance, what I see is a community that has have far more women that are willing to in, embrace traditional conservative values and principles. Like I say, to your point, this whole thing about, you know, I, I don't know, I don't need no man. And I thought you may not hear that as much amongst some other races, you know, and that's because Black people have bought hook, line, and sinker the lies of left-wing extremism. And it has gotten it has gotten no better. It's only gotten worse. And so therein lies the problem. I mean, and it's and it and is 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 it is easy to take the minority, like say black people, in a country, it is easy to to take them and propagandize them and turn them into shock troops and point them. Okay, in the direction of the wider society and turn them into enemies against the wider society, because and that is the the point of, you know, a lot of community activists, revolutionary demagogues and so on and so forth. And so it has destroyed the black community because they bought the lie of liberalism, leftism, hook, line and sinker. And therein lies the problem. And it's 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 kind of interesting, too, because whenever I'm bored, I go look at old Malcolm speeches. I look at Kyla Muhammad. And Malcolm was always talking about how these white liberals was going to set us up. And like for us to love Malcolm the way we do, we don't listen. We go exactly opposite. People pick and choose what they want to listen to. That's all. Choose what they want to listen to because, you know, and, and (laughs) because like you say, you know, Malcolm warned us about white liberals uh, and see the thing, the thing about it is, and now of course, you know, black liberals and white liberals, they're both the same because the issue was never about race. The issue was always about ideas. And this is why liberalism is a failed ideology and it will never work. And I know we kind of was talking about interracial dating and now we kind of shifted over here. So, you know, I know we can move it back there if you like. But uh, when you said that people pick and choose the things they want to hear and pick and choose the things that they want to listen to, understand this. You know what I'm saying? In, in the words of the great Dennis Prager, freedom is not an instinct. Freedom is a value and freedom is something that has to be taught. Mm. People don't yearn for freedom. People yearn to be taken care of. The problem is, and why so many black people buy the lies of the left and, and why it never works is because black folk would much rather take up the position as the aggrieved victim because it gives them some sense of righteousness. You never have to do for self. Literally, you just yeah. said that before. And, and so, and we'll see. But what ends up happening is you take someone and taking the hand. Yep, you take someone like Umar Johnson, right? He, like I say, he's no different from any you know, modern day uh, Democrat politician. For example, if you could take a constituency, like say black people, and convince them that their lot in life. Or, or whatever it is that they want, they need is not being provided for them because of those people over there, say white people, you cannot do. OK, because the law will not allow you to do what the government can do legally, which is confiscate your property and, and, and hand it over to you because you think it's due to you. See, this is what we call social justice. 
You see what I'm saying? And so when the government steps in and tells you, okay, well, if you just give me the power, vote for me, I'll make sure that those people over there pay for the sins that they have committed against you. It never works out that way because the government does not generate anything. The government doesn't own anything. It can only take because individuals earn wealth. Individuals own wealth. And seeing as how we live in a representative republic, if 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 Dame said if if if, if for example, bro, if I if I go to you and I say, hey Jay, Dame fucking you over, I'm gonna get him for you. Don't worry, elect me, and I'm gonna make sure. That we, like you hear this bullshit, tax the rich. Do this, that, and the third, right? Now, you elect me because I tell you I'm going to get Dame on your behalf. What does Dame do? In his mind, he said, well, fuck that. You ain't finna get me. He's going to go somewhere where I can't reach him. He go to another state, go to another community. Where do you think we get these terms like concentrated poverty and this, that, and the third? Where we have a flight of human capital, economic capital. Because people, I, people fundamentally, whether they be black, white, or otherwise, do not want to have their private property confiscated to give it over to somebody who cannot succeed. I don't give a damn what your problem is, because at the end of the day, it is up to you two to decide amongst yourselves what is beneficial for the both of you. Because when government gets in, the third party gets in to try to negotiate the terms of a private interaction, all that does is disincentivize your creation, your, your cooperation. So you two end up resenting one another, and there's never any cross between the two of you. And now I'm stuck holding the bag because I made, you, made all these promises to you, but there's nothing there to actually hand over to you because the people that produced have fleed. So now government has to go bankrupt, essentially, because now we're handing out things that we don't have. We're handing out things that we don't possess because government doesn't it can't do anything but tax and print. So but it cannot take unless you allow me to take. But you could just go. You could just leave. So, so you mentioned something about giving giving to the undeserving. Mm -hmm. So you when, when I think of things like that or, or just just that theory in itself. You know, I, I'm I've never been a proponent of like like we always talk about uh, affordable housing. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I live in this nice gated community, mm -hmm. but we have to make so much of it affordable housing for another segment. Mm -hmm. And it's almost it's almost punishing me exactly. for the hard work that I've yeah, and, and like I said, and what happens is they the people who do people, they just leave. They just go. And then they just chase them, chase them, chase them, chase them because you have options. They just chase them, chase them, chase them, chase them, chase them down until they can finally corner them and 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 kind of you know. And that's what. But what happens is when when you when you give government more and more power to infringe upon the rights of individual citizens, all it does is just grow the power and the influence of government itself. And then the very same government is going to be turned against you. When it's cost beneficial to them or yeah. when it's beneficial to their particular particular power, because any group or any individual can be divided against itself and turned into something else. Uh, that's I'm glad you made that point. Um, and that's one of the reasons I wanted you to come on. Um, hey, hold, hold, hold that thought. Jack. Hold, hold on right there. because I, I just want to punctuate this. And this is what happens. Politicians, because they cannot fulfill the promises or I can't fulfill the promise that I made to you. Right. Say you're black. Say just Dane's white. Right. Just pretend. Dane, don't shoot. <laughs> he like. Right. Oh, yeah. You like skin enough. And so you black and I and, and see when you white and you said, man, I'm, I'm gone. I'm out of here. 
I can say things like that fucking low life Michelle Obama talking about how America is so racist because white people don't want to live by us. But you said, why in the fuck do I want to live? But no, I'm gone. I'm gone. And so what I can say to him is that you see, Dame don't like you. He don't care about you. See, the reason why you still suffer and you can't put two and two together. The reason why you still suffer is because of racism, white supremacy, all this bullshit is bullshit. The reason why you cannot succeed is because I have kept my foot on your neck because I won't allow you to prosper because I've handicapped you by attempting to give you something that I don't own, which is this man's property. Mm. But instead of blaming me, you're going to blame him because I've convinced you that it's him and not me when it's me the whole time. What was you going to say? So you made two two good points. One earlier was like people don't want freedom. They want to be taken care of. Absolutely. Um, and then the one you just mentioned about how the government is essentially we giving them power. Right. Yeah. And they, they taking they mm-hmm. now you very astute in history. You, you got your shit <laughs> now. Has there been a time in history where the government had access to power and then gave it back? No. Cause no, like right now we are willingly uh, giving absolutely. up so much control, so much control. And I've never seen the person in power, give power back. No, no. Um, so this week or this month, um, this whole vaccine shit is getting crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Not because you should or shouldn't take it. I think that's everybody's personal decision whether they want to take it or not. And I don't think that you should be forced to act answer if you take mm-hmm. take it. I don't think your job should be able to mm-hmm. say, "Have you taken or not?" Well, actual boss if his daughter had an HPV she, shot. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, nigga, that's not your fucking bitch. business. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Right. I think that should be a personal matter. Mm-hmm. However, we got. The whole state of New York, I mean, I'm sorry, the whole city California. of New York. Oh, yes. Yeah, uh, you got yeah, California. Like, you can't go into any establishment unless you've been vaccinated, mm-hmm. right? So now you're forcing people under duress. Mm-hmm. Uh, under duress. You got people who getting fired from the from the airlines, mm-hmm. uh, our heroes, our essential workers. Mm-hmm. You got people border, who being border fired. Border patrol, uh, nurses, doctors, nurses, not police gonna, officers, firemen. Now they bringing in nurses from the Philippines. Mm-hmm. They bringing in foreign workers to replace the people that we just said was heroes and everything like that. But the the issue I have right now, mm-hmm. and to your point, how you just make the other person the victim, and you don't you, you won't look at me. Mm-hmm. You you met the other person. It's like I literally see now that there's a war between vaccinated and unvaccinated. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have it, it's your it's your fault if you die. Like some subhuman shit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yo, if someone catch, catches the, the the virus and pass away, gets sick, it's not you should have did. This. Like, what kind of subhuman are you? Yeah, and that, and that, and that's it, man. You know, it's the it's the value. So I saw an interview recently with uh, Dr. Jordan Peterson. Uh, that's a real doctor, Umar. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just 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 ask Michael Eric Dyson. Yeah, he's still laying. It's a chalk outline still laying there for what Dr. Uh, Jordan Peterson did to that clown. Michael Eric Dyson, I can't stand none of y'all. Now, I don't know if y'all will ever hear this, but I'm I'm here to tell you, man. If I, you know, if we if we cross paths when it comes to this intellectual shit, yeah, it's gonna it ain't gonna it ain't gonna end well for you, bro. 
Because I say a lot of that shit just comes down to just indignation. Uh, anyway, you know what I'm saying? And then niggas can feign, you know what I'm saying? As long as you take up a position and you seem as though you are passionate enough about it, people will give you a pat on the back. But what they failed to, what they failed to tell you is that before you take up a position, you need to know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you, you know, you, when you were saying something, you was talking about the vaccinated, vaccinated versus unvaccinated. See, and, and, and it, it, it's, 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 we can look at the people. But, I, you know, like, you know, I'm talking about group in groups, like vaccinated, unvaccinated. But what this all boils down to, this is this is a this is a battle of ideas. Mm. This is about liberty and freedom versus totalitarianism and compulsion. This is a human issue. This is not. Let me ask you something. You you just laid out all of all them people. And I can guarantee you a lot of them folks was white, black, brown. They, they, they came in all sorts of colors and shapes and sizes. I'm I'm thinking about these 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 fools, and I, I agree with them, but I don't agree with the premise. You saw what happened in uh, I think it was Manhattan when all those Black Lives Matter protesters showed up to try to shut that restaurant down. No. Now they now they marching in New York talking about vaccine mandates are racist. I've even seen some uh, white liberals taking the social media saying that well, black folks are justified in their vaccine hesitancy, but all white people need to take it. So now we're hearing all this talk about <laughs> vaccine mandates are racist. So that make no sense. So make all, no sense. The, all va- vaccine mandates are are racist. You go, you know, and black people are history with the government. People want to bring up Tuskegee and all this other bull crap. Let me tell you something. Ask the people, and I don't know if you've seen the images and in, in, in the things that are coming out of Australia. I mean, I mean, and that's the, that's the craziest thing, because Jay, when I said Australia, he just looked at me. He didn't react because he probably haven't seen it, but he probably going to go look up, look, look, look it up after, you know, we had this conversation. Australia has fallen. Australia is no longer a free place. It is. I mean, you know, and this is these these are white officers, white officials, white politicians beating, brutalizing. Right. Suppressing other white people. This is not about race. At all. Mm. This is a this is a battle of ideas. This is about Americanism, constitutionalism and freedom versus progressivism, fascism, communism, leftism. All of those terms mean the same thing. These ideas are foreign to this nation. This is not. And, and, it, and it boggles my mind when I hear so many black people try to make the race argument. It's like, bro, you can't see past the tip of your nose. This is not a black issue. This is a human issue. This is about whether or not you want to be free because now, remember, they try to make it political. Oh, all those hayseed hicks, those toothless, ignorant, dumb Trump supporters who's trying to make the vaccine a political issue because now they don't because they the ones that don't want to take the vaccine. Oh, you got to be a, a, a Trumpkin if you don't want to take the vaccine. Well, motherfucker, sign me up then because now you got militant Marxists like Black Lives Matter. They don't want to take the vaccine either. Well, are they Trump supporters, too? Hell no, they not. This ain't got nothing to do with race. This shit is happening to everybody. See what I'm saying? Was it about race? What about the tens of thousands of people that were euthanized during the progressive movement in the early, early 20th century when you had people like Margaret Sanger running around? We had our own version of Nazi Germany going on here in the United States, and the majority of the people that were euthanized and sterilized were white. But we don't talk about it. My homeboy Jay said, man, I was today years old before I heard the term Alpine European because they were classes of Europeans, according to the progressive left of the early 20th century and they still doing the exact same thing because you as an individual and what you choose to do with your body is of no consequence because I as an expert as a scientist have determined what is best for the collective so freedom cannot be allowed this is why I don't like that black community talk bullshit (laughs) because I do what the fuck I want to do I don't exist to serve no fucking community 
The community exists to serve the individual, not the other way around, because nothing can come out of that. Collectivism is a feminine principle. Individualism is a masculine principle. Why in the fuck you think the majority of inventors are all men? Why do you think it is men that build and women that sustain? All of these, and, and you can't tell a motherfucker like Umar Johnson talking about he want to challenge Mike Tyson to a fight. Nigga, your ass going to end up looking like Martin when he got fucked up by Tommy Hearns on the show. You understand what I'm saying? You a tough guy, right? No, nigga, you feminine. You want to know why you feminine? Because you put collectivity over the individual. Because what a real man does is work on self-mastery. Because it's not about what someone else does in response to you. It is what you do for yourself in an attempt to get that individual to voluntarily cooperate with you so that you can then build a healthy society. You cannot compel another man's behavior. And you show as hell cannot shame him by telling him he's a racist if he don't do what you want him to do. Mm. We pass all that. That's some feminine bullshit. So all of you, mother, I don't give a fuck if you Umar Johnson, if you doc, if you if you brother polite, if you if you seti, all these so-called black righteous motherfuckers that's claim they doing all this shit for your benefit are are wallowing in the feminine principle because the same thing that built that black nationalism bullshit is the same Marxist claptrap that built the feminist movement. And a guy like Dr. Umar would talk bad out, talk about feminism and talk about the LGBTQ and all that shit. That was an offshot of feminism. But he is the same kind of leftist that they are, except his focus is on race instead of sex. It's the same shit. So when you start talking about, well, damn, man, why can't I do what I want to do as an individual? And if you want to get vaccinated, you get vaccinated because the vaccine is supposed to inoculate you against the illness. So why the fuck does it matter what I'm doing? Don't make sense. Oh, man. Because, but it's not a, because, because like I say, progressivism is, is, is the belief, like I said, man, that you must sacrifice your freedom because you're too stupid to know what is best for you because you're not trained. This is what liberalism is, ideally. And I can go on, man. I go on and on and on. I could talk about this shit for days and probably wouldn't even be beginning to scratch the surface. But if we want to get into it, we can get into it. I can take it all the way back to Charles Darwin if that's what y'all want to do. Y'all heard this shit, man? They tell, you know, and, and it's always this thing about follow the science. Follow the science. What the fuck <laughs> does that so, mean? I don't know so enough it's, science it's, about... It's, it's only follow the science when it works for your argument. When right? it works for your argument. But there's no, no, you don't follow science. Because... Let's just say let's it's follow the science when it comes to COVID, even though you're not following the science. But when it comes to uh, whether I wake up tomorrow and identify as a woman, mm-hmm. we ain't following. We ain't science. following no science then. You know, no, it's following it, the feeling. Then. I don't got no fallopian tubes, but mm-hmm. if I say I'm a woman tomorrow, I'm a woman tomorrow, and I got to mm-hmm. do what I feel. It's so incoherent. When it's it's follow and, the science, and, and you're until, wrong, and you're wrong. Me, you are wrong if you don't if you don't agree with somebody's if, if, if you feelings don't, in that if, sense. If you don't agree that gender lives on a spectrum and we don't we right. have no idea how many genders the they gender. are. Forget X X and X. But, 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 but I think go ahead, go ahead, I'm sorry. But, but I think they're, they're going to more or less herd us into following the science because we're seeing it now. Now it's going to come to a thing that they're affecting your movement. They're affecting your money. They're affecting. Mm-hmm. The way that you you live, we, we willingly I'm, we're giving it to them. But like I say, man, you know, when it comes to science, like I said, when you when you studying, when you, when you understand progressivism, I know some of y'all probably, probably hear this term. Like I said, like all progressivism, 
liberalism, Marxism, all of these words, do not let the terminology bog you down. They all mean the same thing. And you can you, you can go back further than Darwin, but all you can do is all you have to do is take it from Darwin in order to get an understanding of it. Because Darwin, of course, came up with the theory of natural selection. And then he wrote the book Origin of, Spe- of, Origin of the Species. Right. And it's, it's extremely easy to just blow a hole right through Darwin's theories. Right. But of course, you know, Darwin uh, um, um, sort of. Uh, uh, break theorized down, break down what that because we say yeah. natural selection like yeah. it's like it's god given yeah you know that's just it's like uh you know uh sort of not not so much survival of the fittest because darwin didn't coin that term i think it was a sociologist named eric erickson that actually coined that term but natural selection just suggests that you know certain species you know will uh die out because you know mother nature is on a constant trek towards perfecting itself and so the weaker sort of die out and then certain uh, species make sort of uh, internal uh, adjustments and sort of mutations, excuse me, mutations to sort of deal with an ever changing environment. And so what ended up happening was you had the social sciences, the soft sciences borrowed Charles Darwin's methodology and said to ourselves, instead of looking at the natural environment and watching how, you know, certain animals go extinct, certain animals proliferate, certain animals change traits over 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 long periods of time. We as human beings, we can put into effect our own form. Right. Of perfecting if we just take control over who can be born and who can't be born. Mm. So when you start talking about, you know, and they start taking the defense and this, this is what this is. This is Hitler. You hear, you know, of course, Nazis, you know, Hitler, we think because when we think about stuff like that, we just think about the Nazis. But it wasn't just a Nazi thing. This was the commonly accepted intellectual position of people in high places. People like Woodrow Wilson, former president of the, of the United States. Scholars. When you say who can be born, who, who can't, can't be. be born, right? This, this, this. So, Aryan yeah, yeah. So the whole, the whole, the whole argument became: we need to control how many black people can be born. Margaret Sanger. Margaret Sanger. We need to control, you know, people who are who are retarded, who are not genetically viable, people born with birth defects, people born with this, that, and the third. Because ideally, as a human being, you're going to be born, and eventually, you're going to die, right? But if the, if there is no if if if, if and mind you, every atheist, and I'm gonna bring it all together. Every atheist and and can uses Darwin and his theory of natural selection as a justification of why they don't believe in intelligent design, because everything just sort of happens by accident. So if you think that human being, if everything just sort of happened on a, on, on accident and in complex molecules and the cell was created and this, then the third, without some kind of intelligent driving force, then essentially the divinity of man has been removed because there is no God there. Mm. So this is how you can justify those cool actions that people like uh, Adolf Hitler engaged in because he didn't see human beings as being anything that was imparted with some kind of divine spark. Okay. So and that so, means, so it's not immoral because there's not a God, there's not yeah, I, I don't have ex- a exactly. moral compass, so well, I, yep, can, I can do what I want. Because the only thing that justifies my morality is my ability to create a world that is more perfect, more perfect than the one we live in right now. And I and, think in the conversation that we mm-hmm. had, you kind of said that's what uh Marx was trying to do with yeah. Yeah, just, politics, yeah, yeah, politics, and 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 so like I say, and, and they kind of do it in a, in, a, in a different way. So I'll give you a perfect example. If if uh, if 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 let's just say, look at the look at the population, 
Right. Say if, uh, I don't know, I mean, what, what, 51% of the American population is female, 49% maybe male. I don't know. We're somewhere close to the middle, but I think, I think women outnumbers, for example. Yes, I think they do. Yeah, they do. If you, if, if so, if you look at corporate CEOs, now mind you, it's never, this is, this never takes, this, this never come, this conversation never comes up when you're talking about things that are not desirable. Like just say the inmate population. Okay, the majority of inmates, state, federal, county jails, the majority of inmates in this country Man. are male. But we just commonly accept the fact that males are more violent, right? Okay. But when we look at, let's say, corporate CEOs, if 51% of the women, or 50% of uh, uh, the workforce of a certain age, just down the third, are, let's just say, female, then 51% of corporate CEOs should also be female. See, this is the progressive idea, because if society was truly just, if society was truly just, then everything with respect to outcome distributions would exemplify perfect st statistical parity. Everything would mirror what exists in the general population if you took the general population and you focused in on the microcosm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So to them... That's that is that is that is when society will have officially become a moral society. But you can't you can you can guarantee the chance. You can't guarantee the outcome. But exactly. But how do you guarantee an outcome or say at least in rhetoric that you can guarantee an outcome? You need iron fisted control to even try to play with people's lives in that regard. And that's what liberalism when you hear the term social engineering, that's just what this is all about. What I'm talking about essentially, I'm talking about eugenics, and eugenics was a was a form and a means of social engineering in order to perfect the society. The Aryan race or the Anglican race is the only race that should be allowed to proliferate because the other people are hurting the collective. The unvaccinated are hurting the collective, mm -hmm. and that was considered the so-called science. Go to any major university today. And, and, and if you're in molecular biology, physics, and so on and so forth, try to make the argument for intelligent design and see what will happen to you. But they're telling you to follow the science, follow the science. Let me say something. I'm going I'm to I'm I'm heed. I'm going I'm to I'm I'm let y'all take it. Listen to me, y'all. Man, man does not follow science, okay? Man follows wisdom because quality of life Happiness, duty, morality. These are philosophical questions. These no are ethical questions. That. There's no science behind it. It's a philosophical question. If you live one day happy as can be and you live a hundred years worth of misery, who's to say what man lived a better life? That's up for you to decide. Science doesn't dictate how you live your life. There's no such thing. Science is a method by which we can try to ascertain what is true, and we hold that particular thing as truth until a better explanation comes along. But science is never settled. That's a lie. Would you rather be a lion for a day or a lamb who lives forever? That's right. You, who's right? You know what I'm saying? Right. Philosophical. No, right. I want to be the fucking man. Right. And right. <laughs> so most drug dealers, <laughs> nigga, we ball for mm. five summers. And so we spent 30 years right, in prison. Right. Right. We right. Ball ball for five, five right. Summers. You, so, so when you, when you we, talk, go ahead, Dave. No, I was going to say, we, me and Jay talk about it all the time about, you know, when we took a risk on the studio, did we rather swing for the fences mm. and, and look back 20 years from now? Like, man, we tried that mm. and that shit failed, yeah, but we did. That one shit we yeah. tried that we fucked yeah. up. Right. <laughs> hey, when, when you talked about, man, the, 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 the gradient, the strata, now you got all these genders, right? Yeah. And went from male, female, to this, down the third, and now, and this is what happens, essentially, 
is that, you know, you have to go further and further and further because you're operating on a, on a, on a premise that's flawed. Because what liberalism, liberalism is a death. These people are in a cult. Yes. It is a death cult, a cult of death. Understand me when I say this. And black folks out there, and the majority of my man, uh, Dame and Jay listeners may, may be black. And I'm going to tell you something, bro, and I'm not going to pull no punches. Y'all need to wake up, man, because the great Thomas Sowell refers to black people as political mascots. I'm going to say something even worse. Y'all political prostitutes being used like whores as props to help someone else self-aggrandize in their own exercise of self-aggrandizement because they are high and drunk on their, on their own sense of righteousness, on their own sense of moral superiority. So they need to prop you up. They need to use people like George Floyd as a mascot to say, look how great I am because they're godless. But to your point, when you talked about why, why in the hell we keep coming up with all these different rates, all these different genders and such and so forth. Because once you take feminism and, and, and feminism's uh, fundamental premise is that women occupy the certain spaces that they occupy in a society because men have colluded to keep them out. Essentially, women are oppressed and women can do the same thing that men can do if given the opportunity. And so there's this a Marxian dialectic going on that there's some kind of oppression that essentially exists between male and female. So, but when you when you start to put that kind of when you take that idea and you put it into practice politically, and then things don't work out the way that it should work out, like you pretty much predicted it predicted that it would work out. All of a sudden, you have to take that particular subset and you divide it against itself to create another grievance group, and then another, and then another, and then another to the point where now it's the oppression Olympics, right, right, exactly. So now we black yep. people oppressed, but ain't nobody mm-hmm. impressed like the black right. woman. Exactly. Well, the black mm-hmm. women oppressed, well, ain't nothing oppressed That's right. like the black gay man. Exactly. Oh, but ain't nothing but else oppressed like, like the, the gay, black gay, gay man tra- who turned into a woman. woman. That's right. Like, and every single time, it's another one like, no, but mm-hmm. we exactly. are more impressed. How, let me ask y'all a question. How can a society, how can a civil a society can't survive like that? So, society can't survive in this way. So when I tell people, man, not, and, and, you know, and let me let me say this. The, the the views, opinions, and belief expressed by Teachum Chuck are not shared <laughs> by Jay. And this is me talking, you know what I'm saying? I'm speaking for my fucking self. But like my man say, it's the motherfucking oppression Olympics. And it just go and go. Society can't survive like this, you all. What the fuck are we doing to ourselves, particularly black folk who buy this bullshit? Because guess what? Now, all of a sudden, if you think that in comparison to whites, you have it bad. Well, compared to the citizens and even even white folks who live in certain uh, particularly southern and eastern European countries, we as a black collective, we are wealthier than a lot of white majority nations in Europe today. I mean, we spend so much. We spend but, but, the, but the gross yeah. domestic product but, on Christmas uh, every mm, year. Than small right. than other whole and that's what we produce. And check this out, though. You can say you can look you can say white privilege all you want to. But guess what? If you expand that particular perspective beyond the borders of the United States, you as a black person, even if you see yourself as an oppressed minority here in the United States, you have it better than the folks in other countries, even though you're black here. Absolutely. So when you take this is what this is, the neoliberal new world order agenda is to destroy the United States so we can in order to fold the United States over into this new world order. And you are the one that exists in this country. Black man. 
So now all of a sudden, when when the Panamanian authorities reach out to this phony ass president that we have occupying the White House and tell him that there's sixty thousand Haitians on their way to the southern border as we speak, what the fuck do you think that what the fuck do you think that means for your life? Because guess what? They got to come for you too. Because you may see yourself as oppressed, but in comparison to some poor child somewhere in some third world country, you living high on the hog. So guess what? They got to come for you too. So you got to be mindful of the shit that you that you that you believe in, the shit that you promote, the people that you vote for, the shit that you champion. Because that shit got to stop. Because when I tell people I never voted for a Democrat in my life and I never will, I'm a self-described conservative. Why? Because I believe in the principles that founded this nation. All that shit that y'all talking about is bullshit. And I don't pull no punches when I say that because this is a lot of y'all's doing. I'm going I'm to I'm tell you to your face right now, a lot of this shit is your doing. Now, what you going to say now? Because if you ain't going to do it for your country, you got to at least do it for your fucking children. Because if they don't have no country to live in, what the hell is going to become of your children? I want to know, is Dr. Umar going to save you? Is he going to take you to some pan-African paradise? There's never been such a thing. All you got to do is do a rudimentary, cursory observation of the life of none other than African people like Shaka Zulu. Not many people Shaka Zulu tortured and murdered other Africans. A black man. That black power, we all black got to stick together shit ain't never been true. Mm. You align yourself with people who share your fucking values. Because it's not about the color of a man. So, you know, y'all, y'all, man, y'all got to wake up, man, because you're destroying the, the goose that laid the golden egg. Let me tell y'all a bit of history. Because we love to talk about racism, white supremacy, slavery, and such and so forth. Slavery has been around since the beginning of time. We all know this, right? But white people enslaved other white people. Once upon a time, the Romans were the most powerful. The Roman Empire was the most powerful empire on the face of the planet. But Western Europe was constantly being invaded and subjugated by the Romans. Okay, Western Europe was poor, broken down and destitute. Western Europe. This is the same Western Europe that would eventually become the geographical home of the most powerful empire the world had ever seen. And that was the British Empire. The quality of what I'm saying is Rome had once subjugated Western Europe when Rome fell took an entire millennium for the quality of life in Western Europe to raise to the same level that it once was when it was living under the yoke of the Roman Empire. You know how long a millennium is, my, my baby? You know how long a millennium is? Ten centuries. You know how long ten centuries is? One thousand years. It took one thousand years for Europe to pick itself up off the scrap heap once Rome had collapsed. Do you all realize that this self-sabotage hatred of your nation, these, these flag kneelers, these flag burners, all you BLM, all this social justice bullshit, you are taking the United States down a path of Rome, and you will not see a similar quality of life in your lifetime if you destroy the goose that laid the golden egg. As a matter of fact, your great, 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 great grandkids won't know freedom if you let these motherfuckers get away with this shit. Vaccines, whatever the hell we talking about, you got to stand up, man, and the time is now. Whether they call you a Trump supporter or a black, white supporter, if you believe in freedom... Individual rights, individual liberty, low taxes, small government. They call you a white supremacist now. They call him Larry Elder a black white supremacist. A white lady can dress up in a, in a gorilla mask, throw an egg at Larry Elder, yeah, and don't that. nobody say nothing. And nobody mentioned that yo, Larry Elder 
could have possibly been the first black black governor, governor of, of California. California. That shit was under the radar. So there goes that I'm rooting for everybody black shit. Right, y'all full of shit, and I've been calling y'all out for years, man. Cause y'all ain't gonna sneak up on me and stab me in the motherfucking back. And then want to turn around and blame white people for anything. Well, hell. You see, they just turned on uh, uh, the Detroit. What's that? James Craig. Yeah. He said, "I'm running for a governor, but I'm running as, as a Republican." Republican. He been and said now that. everybody was like, "Oh, we not fucking with you no more." Because stupidity. Because black people are Democrats and only white people are Republicans, so we can't fuck with you no more. Y'all love the nigga when he was arresting, mm-hmm. clean up the streets Just and rank but, stupidity, though. You- but I, I always challenge people when they when they talk that argument. Like we've been under a democratic regime probably for the for the better. I'm 40 years old. For the better part of my life, we've been under a democratic regime. My life hasn't been inherently if you live better. In a, if you live in a a, a a black populated city, you got a democrat yeah, leadership. leadership. That's right. We've only ever seen that shit. That's right. But when I look at like my counterparts or, or my friends that live, you know, in Oakland County or places where that are under Republican it, it, leadership, like they doing a they doing they're doing better. Yeah. I mean, you know, because and, and this is not streets the same, is cleaner, right. exactly, bro. Because because it's it's the value education system, is better. Right? The, the the Republican Party it is considered the so called right wing party in America because anything that is because the the left or what is leftism leftism is what creates what's called the Overton window, and anything that's to the right of the left's current agenda is what defines what it means to be right wing. But there is in fact no such thing as a right wing as an American conservative because we represent the founding. The founding of the country is not right wing. The founding of the country is the middle. It's the true middle. We're not right wing. But to your point, Dame, not all Republicans govern conservatively. Because when I, when I bring up Republican Republicans, you know, people want to talk about Bush and this, that, and the third, and such and so forth. But what we saw with Trump was really a carryover from the Tea Party Revolution, but the Tea Party Revolution was a holdover from the Rush Limbaugh Newt Gingrich Revolution, and the Newt Gingrich Revolution was a carryover of the Reagan Revolution. I'd say the first black Republican but, that I thought was dope, um, and I seen him wash Herman Kane. I, I seen him wash Obama in a debate. Uh, Alan, Alan Keyes. Keys. Like yeah. it, it's on YouTube. It's hard to find now because they didn't bury it. But the Illinois Senate debate between Alan Keyes and Obama. He washed him so bad that they took the Allen Keys package, put it on top of Obama, and that's how he mm. killed these debates. He yeah. washed Obama. He you told because, him his own Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, would not vote for him. Bruh, <laughs> because I don't care how intelligent you are as, as a liberal, you won't you won't win. You want if you get a a, a a an intelligent conservative versus an liberal, you will not win. The proof is in the pudding. I had a debate in this very same studio with somebody who was going on and on and on about this down the third. And ideally, the last question was asked, are you pro-Trump or are you pro-Biden? I want to know, for all of you out there, tell me right here and right now, what the fuck is it about this president's administration that you like? See, this is what it all boils down to. Biden was everything that we thought Trump was going to be. Exactly. And and this is the Churchillian effect is what I call. You know know what I mean when I say the church? You know who Winston Churchill was, ladies and gentlemen? Winston Churchill was the man that took over from Neville Chamberlain. He became prime minister of Great Britain, and and he was the one that began to prosecute the war against the Nazi war machine. No one, no one, almost in the entirety of Europe was willing to stand up to Hitler, except for one man, and that was Winston Churchill. He came out and said, we cannot let this man get away with this. His back was against the wall. Go and watch the, uh, this movie. Uh, the, 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 what, what was it called? Gary Oldman. He played, uh, he played Winston Churchill in the movie. I think he won Best Actor for it, too. It came out a couple of years ago. But anyway, but long story short, 
Once, you know, the Access powers were defeated, Winston Churchill was shortly ran off, ran out. And this is when uh, uh, Britain became increasingly more and more socialist until Margaret Thatcher had to come and rescue Great Britain. This is what always happens, essentially. Conservative leadership is always ran off by way of a sophisticated propaganda campaign. It's never about results. It's never about what they actually do. It's, it's always a high tech coordinated propaganda campaign. Like my man Jay said, it's about how you feel. And we all know what feelings are about. Feelings is the woman's. Uh, 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 that that's her domain, and this ain't this ain't me attacking and getting on. This, this ain't about me attacking and getting on no women. I don't care because real women that I'm talking to, they know this is true. They know this is true, and their feeling and the way they think through their feelings is essential to their survival, and it is essential to how we as men function because they inspire us to do for them. But going back to my point, Churchill was ran off. The same way President Trump was ran off. He wasn't ran off because of what he did. He was ran off because of what they said. And ultimately what happens every single solitary time, right before society is about to fall off the cliff, it's always bring Reagan in to save the country. Bring Rudy Giuliani in. He going to save New York. Bring so-and-so in. He going to say, it's going to be, now, nah, what's going to happen now? What's going to happen now in the midst of everything that we've seen? Chuck, you really feel like we're at the point of almost falling off? We're at the point of almost falling off. And now all of a sudden it's going to be, let's get, let's get somebody like Trump back in here to be the, 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 the shame, the, the tragic hero, the man that we don't deserve, but the man that we need because he's the only <laughs> motherfucker with the balls to stand up for these motherfuckers and tell them to go and to, to pound sand and kiss his ass. Because everybody asking questions. Well, when the fuck, did, when did liberals, when did, when did they become like this? How did it get like this? Motherfucker, liberals have always been like this. Always going back, they said the same shit about Reagan. They've always been like that. And it always takes a conservative Republican to come pull our ass off the scrap heap when liberals and damn near destroyed the whole fucking thing. But the reason why so many black people let the Democrat Party get away with what the Democrat Party gets away with is because ultimately our leadership is a representation of our broken morality. Because we don't understand how societies are made, how societies are built, and what the fuck government is for. Government is not for wealth and income redistribution. Government is for protection of your unalienable rights. Rights that you don't think you have because when those uh, uh, papers were drafted, your ancestors were slaves. What the fuck that got to do with you? Because if it was so essential to our founders and framers that slavery be the integral part or the foundation of our nation, they would have fucking put it in the documents when they had opportunity to do so. But they didn't because they knew in order to create a society that was ran by the consent of the governed, they needed popular support for the abolition of slavery because they could not trample on the rights of the states. But I don't, now I'm talking about history that y'all motherfuckers don't understand because all y'all know is racism, 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 slavery, slavery, slavery. You're going to slavery your ass right into even more slavery. You claim you hate the government, you hate authority, you don't like them, you don't trust them, but the shit y'all do and the shit that y'all believe in just gives more and more power to the people you say you don't like, which is government. Y'all not making sense, man. Talk to me now. We just gave them the, the authority to keep you out of school, keep you out of church. Fire you. You can't go to. You can't go eat. Leftist. Can't travel. Can't like yo. And <laughs> guess what? You need to Don't use know. this digital passport to like for all. This is what my issue is. Well, one of my issues because I got tons of issues. Like if you a Christian Bible thumper, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what you truly hold 
down, truly dear to heart. It's surprising that y'all not saying this the end of the world and revelation and this the mark of the beast. And because if you can't function throughout society without showing your card, um, Cash that society. that you absolutely uh, and, like, and, and, come and, and, on, and, and, and the climate change propaganda is coming next. Now they're gonna tell you, you know, where you can and cannot go because now they claim they're trying to save the planet. So now they placing the planet and the trees and all that bullshit above, giving that shit primacy above man. But the planet is here for your benefit. God will not put you on something that cannot sustain you. But see, but you're not allowed to talk about God because leftism is secularism. As a matter of fact, leftism is Satanism. For all of you who claim to be liberals, who claim to be progressive, all liberalism, Marxism did is give form and function to Satanism. It is political Satanism because it is a ideology that is devoid of any divine and transcendental principles. You make a good point talking about the cashless society. Mm-hmm. We see that with Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. And even, you know, even to make it even simpler, when we got them stimulus packages, mm-hmm. no cash touched your hand. Right. You woke up one day, it was an imaginary amount of money in your account. Yeah. You went somewhere right. and it was gone. An imaginary amount. Yeah. That's why I say it's enough it's enough resources from out here, everybody just to share. No. Because but, that's what we're really doing right now, right? Yeah. So let's just say nothing changed hands. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow you went to Wendy's, said, Let me get a number two. They gave you a number two and then you went home. What's the difference? between if everybody would if everybody the next day got up went to work the whole society would keep going through and we know that's to be the chase because we just came out of a whole fucking system where we really just did that right but i mean i'll give you i give you a perfect example dog how this shit work man and why why government intervention does not work and why these people they cannot they cannot do the things that they promise that they are going to do for you i give you an example dog my man's over here he off camera i ain't gonna put him on blast but you hoop right you play ball okay so look you know how you go to go to a court you go to a new court right don't nobody know you or maybe you just go to a court you know when you go to that one court and it's like yo all the cold niggas go up there bro i can't you may eat deep inside you know bro that ain't even me nigga i can't because if i go there they got they niggas they got their homeboys they know who they gonna pick up right but you go you're gonna be on the side only way you can get on is if you if you call next but you you know it's always on and popping over there so you about five seven niggas down so you just gonna be sitting there waiting but you get mad and you say, man, damn, man, why can't I participate? Why can't I play? Look at that particular court type of scenario as the world or as the economy or the marketplace of some sort. And you mad because all the good niggas don't know you can play and they won't pick you up. Or as a matter of fact, they know you probably not good enough to run with them. That's why they're not picking you up. This is what and this is how we this is how it works. And this is how a society is supposed to work, a society that's moral, that's functioning properly and that's decent. Once again, I said it early when I was ranting. In a free society, you have to incentivize voluntary cooperation. That's what capitalism is in its essence. So you, so you have to show them that you're good enough to play with them. But instead, what happened? Or, or, or how about this? How about you either sit there and wait? Or how about you go somewhere else and you play with some niggas who maybe not as good as them, but you still get to participate because you're still in the game? No, it's not fair because you don't get the ball with the niggas that's really over there doing it. So guess what? The the people who come in, right, and and patronize that particular court, they're the ones who keep the court functioning. Now you at you put the pressure on somebody who makes the rules for the court to allow the niggas who ball who won't pick you up to let you play. And but they don't want to let you play because they don't believe that you got what it takes. But you make them make make you make them make them put you in. Guess what's gonna happen? 
them same niggas who you what who you couldn't pl- who you couldn't play with, they just gonna leave and go somewhere else. They're going to go play ball somewhere else. Or they're not going to pass you the they're ball. They're not going to pass you the ball. You're going to be playing yep. in a society where they don't really they, want, they want you. You don't feel like they're there. What the fuck? Hey, man. They not playing. So now they got to implement more rules and more rules or and more like, rules. It's like when your mom make you play with your little brother mm-hmm. and you give him a fake controller. That's right. So it looks right. like, look like we playing. Right. But but eventually, but eventually. I'm the, the court, only one in the game. Right. Yeah. But eventually, the court is going to shut down. Why? Because they don't, it, it, it no longer has the traffic because now the, the, the big bad rule maker who tried to bend the rules and make it easier for you to participate, oh, we got to lower the rim. Uh, how about y'all niggas playing on y'all knees? <laughs> Yo, niggas in the record like, no, nah, women can't dunk, so you got to drop the record right. down to nine right. feet. So they're going to like, no, fuck, fuck that. They're going to go to another court, and then that court going to shut down. And now, guess what? When you could have just went and played in another league and played alongside people who who were on your same level where you could have honed your skills, got better, made something of yourself, and then maybe eventually you could have moved into the big boy court. Can't even do that no more because now that court done shut down because they done moved on because they didn't want to deal with the rules that were foisted upon them by this motherfucker who ain't got shit to do with nothing y'all got going on, but he going to decide what's fair for the hoop game because he the one with the social vision. Mm. I'm the one with the social vision. That's what that's what Tom Soul calls them. Social visions. The 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 anointed. They're the ones who fuck what society is. They're going to tell you what society should be, because ultimately, what leftism is, liberalism, which is the driving ideology that drives the Democrat Party. They are obsessed with what could be, as opposed to realizing things for what they are. And what that means essentially is that. Once again, it is a philosophy that is anti-God because God is reality. Mm. And I don't give a shit how hard you try. You are not going to usurp reality. Thus, you are not going to usurp God because you do not have that authority. You're just a man. Because human nature is what it is. Everybody's going to look out for themselves before they look out for anybody else. And if you want something from me that I have, bro, tell me why I should give it to you. What you going to give to me? You can't just take my shit, man. Nah, oh, man, but you white, man. You inherited from... I don't give a fuck, bro. I ain't took shit from you. It don't belong to you. Because I guarantee you, if you can go back and, and as far as you want to go, some back somewhere, I guarantee you, we sitting on somebody land right here and now. You want to give your shit up to Chief Strongbow? <laughs> Chief Running Bull? You want to <laughs> give that motherfucker your house? Hell no. So miss me with that shit, Umar. Man, whole goddamn continent full of black motherfuckers. Go take your ass over there and talk them to death with that bullshit. Cause we tired of it, man. I know he I'm can't. tired of it. He can't. Oh, man, that puts about a bow on it, man. That puts a bow on it. I'm so sorry, man. This this turned into the the Chuck show. Hey, man, Chuck, this is what we wanted you to come uh, through good. for. I brought you through for a reason. Yeah, yeah that's what we wanted you to come by for. I apologize, man. Like I said, I just you know. It man. don't take you. It don't take much to get you yeah. started, right? It don't, it don't take much it don't to get you much. to get you started up. And let, let, let me let me kind of say something. Like I said we're gonna put a bone in right here, um, ladies and gentlemen, man. It's it's not enough to just be like, damn, man. I, that might have been might have been something to that. You know, we are at the point now where we, you know, we we have to start really changing our outlook and changing the way we look at the world. Don't let this shit just roll off your back and be like, oh, okay, that was interesting. Ah, blah, 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 this down the third. Or maybe you think we just crazy as fuck. Whatever it is, man. But if it's something in you, dog, that's like, man, I, I think something is there. You got to start making that change because my man's once asked me, said, man, why don't more black people see? 
you know, is it, is it ignorance? Is it intelligence? It's not a lack of intelligence. It's, it's maybe that they don't know and this, that, and the third. But I they don't want to know. But what it all boils down to, but when they, but when they know, but when they can, when they can actually see, when you look at gas prices, you can see inflation. You can see how border. You can see 2020. The, 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 the statistics just came out. The murder rate rose across the country. It's the highest yearly increase in homicides the country has seen since they began taking the stat. This news just came out a couple of days ago. So we see all this shit. We can't ignore it no more, man, because it's not about what you know, what you don't know. It's about having the courage to acknowledge what you see, because I know you see it, but you're just scared to do it, to, to, to make the change. And you too, like I say, too scared to do what it is that you need to do to become the best version of yourself, man. And stop trying to control and tell people how they ought to respond to you because you ain't got what it takes. You got to start making that change, man. Stop ignoring it. Stop being afraid. Tell motherfuckers, yeah, Trump was a way better president than, than Biden. You know it's true. Just say it. Start having some courage, man. And make the change. That's all I got, man, because I ain't about to keep talking motherfuckers until I'm blue in the face and then they walk away and then the next couple of days they right back on Instagram or social media talking that same bullshit. I'm done. Hey man, it is what it is, man. Um, damn, you sent me your music pick. Yeah, my music pick of the week. Uh, I swear, Vezo dropped his new album, Rich Off Pints Two. Music pick of the week is an ode to uh, Detroit hustlers. The Chambers Brothers is the name of the song off Rich Off Pints Two. Caught him at the stop sign and then the light changed. Hundred thousand dollars gone for these ice links. Kirby nigga shit, it get real dirty for them white things. Yeah, that's about a thousand pills, got a lot of mess. I would have popped Bishop first, I ain't ride a mess. Two hundred thousand in my pocket, I can buy Benz. Big Drake, it hit him in his head and knock him out his dress. Rich and Millie full of stones like a disco light. Had to take that beam off, cause stick too bright. Saw the quarter brick of Rogers to get more ice. I walk him down and double back like I missed my flight. Send a cutty, get up on him, this a takeout. Had to get new landscaping cause some snakes out. Fuck pulling over, stab off, then threw an eight out. Fuck it, hit him in his head, see what he think about. Now you ain't never up no skull, you out here scrimmaging. Where I'm from, we slime him out and whack the middleman. Talk little gang, they gotta chill. So that's my music pick of the week, uh, Ice Real Vezo, Chambers Brothers. It's been a good week for Detroit Hustling. Uh, BMF dropped this week. What, what, what you think about the series so far? Uh, I mean, episode one was cool. Um, um, this is better than what I thought it was going to be. I don't know what I kind of expected. But if you want to figure it out um, and check out how it was, tune in to uh, This Week in Culture. We dropped episode one review. We'll be back uh, Tuesday with episode uh, two review. So um, if you're on the movie podcast, TV review podcast, This Week in Culture is the best shit out, my nigga. I saw a meme where they said 50 Cent is creating the Marvel Comics universe of drug dealers facts uh <laughs> to a crazy. to an extent i'm getting tired of this but, shit but he, be honest he, he behind, did he do power is it yeah. behind power canaan now, pa, now, bmf power is fictional right yeah. yeah well there's a nigga suing 50 cent um, and it's based on his life yeah his name is ghost uh he was a drug dealer with a white best friend and a oh. spanish uh girlfriend oh, wow uh 
And um, I guess his his father was friends with Courtney. He put a book together and put gave her uh, his memoirs, basically, and whatever. So uh, he's suing 50 for a lot of money. I don't know if it's going to go nowhere because it never goes anywhere. But like, and he said, like, the police been investigating him and shit. Like, yo, nigga, this is my actual life. Wow. So, so, so is the real life ghost still in the game where he just kind of. Wow. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> so, so is that? So is fifty. So you said that's not like a joke or fifty. Like really, really, like put. I mean, together. he behind power, Canaan. Oh, okay. BMF. You said jukebox like, gonna have a series. You said the cinematic universe, <laughs> drug dealer, cinematic universe. Hey, man. I'm like, you putting all this shit together, like you know, you go have Chambers Brothers and BMF. Hey man, I, I wouldn't be mad saying? at the Chambers Brothers. Little, I mean, you know, said best friends. Everybody just gonna be in it. White boy Rick, Maserati Rick, everybody. I mean, I enjoy a lot of this shit. You know what I'm saying? What I do want some. Black shit that don't got nothing to do, do with drugs. drugs and kill. Yeah, like damn, my nigga. How many? How, all right, nigga. A good ten year run from the eighties to the nineties. It was crack, 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 crack. Yeah. Like I know we did something else. Like well, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, but that that be the it'd be a hard sell on stories like that. People people want to see tragedies. They want to they want to see people don't know what they want to see. You <laughs> creators create and they tell you what you want because the consumer eighty five percent of the world sheep. You gonna do what you told to do. Right, so yeah, yeah. you, the creators, gotta create. It's only and seven, two people stop consuming. Two minute, yeah, but they listen, they gonna keep making it. There's only seven it. plots. There's only seven movie plots. Period. Every movie that you've ever seen right, is one of the same, same seven plots. Same I got a tropes. whole book that breaks down. So yeah, I gotta say, Jay, you read up on that. You know right? what I'm saying? So it's like the book is this fucking thing. But the, the art of filmmaking and story writing is deep, though, man. But like, I, nigga can know. tell you a story about because if you know, you're right because it's architect's the same story retold over and over again. But. Northerns, west, like yeah. I thought western was just like out west, but that's not what it is. They got a northern, they got an eastern, they got a western, like the. So the Western is like when some nigga from out of town come in, the whole place is corrupt. He comes in and fix, fix it. it yeah. Then like the Eastern is like when, uh, and that's like when there's no rule of law, basically. Right. But then they have one when there is a rule of law, but then it's corrupt. So somebody from the inside, whether it's Die Hard or some shit, yo, he comes through and he fixes the corrupt system. That's, and do That's the, the Eastern it, Yeah, style. it's like it's a whole bunch of these different ones. But mm. every story that you watch, it's the same story. It, yeah. I'm trying to think of a way to create like an eighth. You know what I'm saying? But right. it's like seven stories. Even if it's Humpty Dumpty, nigga can tell you the Humpty Dumpty yeah. stuff. The Lion King and Black Panther is the same, same movie. Yeah. Like in real life. It was yeah. damn near scene for scene. Like yep. he the lion, like the Simba meet the girl, Nyla, but you know what I'm saying? He meet the girl, his father passed away, he go out to the tree, and his father come to him, talk to him. He That's battles deep. his he battles That's Scar, deep. but in this version, um, Wasn't it him Killmonger? They was like Killmonger, yeah. Like you battle somebody from your family, like it's the same story over and over and over again. So like, I know we can do something Man. other than drugs. No, if no, you, no, they just they just race swapping and gender swapping characters. Because like <laughs> I can tell you the story, just swap out drugs for. You know what? I like the fucking. Uh, I don't know if y'all seen Startup. It's on Netflix, but you know what I'm saying. It wasn't necessarily black, uh, but there's some black motherfuckers in it. Hmm. And like, yo, it was about like Bitcoin. And niggas doing behind the scenes like, yo, give me another rags to riches story that don't necessarily got to be drugs. Like, yeah. God damn. Yeah. That I don't mean it. I'm not entertained by it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, <laughs> I am. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it works for the podcast rating. So it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Whose man is this? Yo, man, this shit is wild. 
wildly hilarious. And I really want to know. Uh, I thought we didn't do the whose man's is this to start it off? No. Nah, oh, I, I usually do oh, okay. whose man's is this. Uh, so listen. I want to know whose man's it was that challenged Mike Tyson to a fight. <laughs> <laughs> Forget your man. That's my bro. man's, man. Get your man, dog. Listen, we'll there's play a, play a missing ass, drunk man spent hours helping the search party look for himself. Real talk. Real talk. Yo, a missing man in Turkey. They never told him who, who they was looking for? A missing man in Turkey accidentally joined his own search party and looked for himself for hours before he realized he was a target of a rescue mission. According to local media reports, uh, <laughs> Damn, he was gone. Man he was gone. From a rural region in Turkey was out drinking with his friends when he wandered off into a nearby forest and didn't return. Worried about him, his friends alerted the authorities who set up a search and rescue mission to find him. Uh, according to Turkish channel NTV, when the news of the missing man got out, efforts to find him intensified in the nearby neighborhoods. So this nigga was like, man, y'all, oh, somebody needs some help. Let's go find a nigga. He walking around for four hours with a search team. I hope y'all. Niggas calling his name like, yo, Dame. And he was like, wait a minute. Y'all, y'all looking for who? Oh, nigga, here I am. Like, what? They would have fucked around did a search party for him. <laughs> for if I'm like, in a yo, search party, I'd have whipped his ass. Like, like, I can't yo, believe man. you had me walking around looking for your monkey Speaking ass. Speaking of search parties, they found Kelly Price. And here you were. <laughs> she wasn't gone. I told you she was getting her body done. <laughs> she, she, they found Kelly. <laughs> oh, oh, she done got done. She done got her little No, I'm just talking oh, okay. shit. Like, she was gone. You know what I'm saying? She was missing. Right. She was, well... She was not missing. She mm. just wouldn't want to fuck with niggas. Mm. They had a missing people report out. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, she ain't want to go home. Right. And, you know, She's found now. Yeah. Lost, but now I'm found. Yeah. Shout out to, uh, I, I was I was pleasantly surprised too, man, when uh, Nicki Minaj stood up for herself and said some of the things that she said. You know, I know I know that y'all oh. probably caught wind of that story. I, I, I did, but this is one speaking of the Speaking of the vaccine, but I know we, we wrapping up. But, this uh, is one thing. Before we get out of here, I want to I wanna play this uh, because I thought this was the best way uh, that this could be handled. Josh Robbins with The Athletic. Uh, what is it about the vaccine that, that makes you uh, hesitant oh, yeah, to, yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to get it? Uh, I, I would start with... Um, I've had COVID um, in the past. And so our, our understanding of antibodies, of natural immunity has uh, changed a, a great deal from the onset of the pandemic and is still evolving. Um, I understand that the vaccine would uh, um, help if, if, if you catch COVID and uh, you'll be able to have less symptoms um, from contracting it. But with me having COVID in the past and having antibodies um, with my current um, age group and uh, uh, fitness, physical fitness level, um, it's not necessarily a fear of mine. Uh, taking the vaccine, um, like I said, it would decrease my chances of uh, uh, having a re- severe reaction, but it does open me up to the, albeit rare chance, but the possibility of having an adverse reaction to the vaccine itself. Um, I don't believe that being unvaccinated means infected or being vaccinated means um, uninfected. You can still catch COVID um, with or with not having the vaccine. Um, I would say, honestly, the, the the craziness of it all in terms of not being able to say that it should be everybody's fair choice without being demeaned or um, talked crazy to doesn't uh, make one comfortable to do what said person is uh, telling them to do. Um, yeah, I, I would say that's, that's a couple of the reasons that, um, you know, I would say I, I'm hesitant at this time, but at the end of the day, uh, I don't feel that it is, um, you know, anyone's reason to come out and say, well, this is why or this is not why. It should just be their decision. And, um, 
you know, loving your neighbors, not just loving those that, that agree with you or look like you or uh, move in the same way that you do. It's, it's uh, uh, you know, loving those who don't. So who shout out, I uh, have you here. Shout out to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar who said that the men who are in the NBA who are refusing to take the vaccines are proving a stereotype that they're dumb. Um, and like mm-hmm. he was... I never thought this would come from Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar like, been a nutcase. Like, bro, um, I'm, I just didn't, I just think that was coming from him. Um, but bro. like, uh, yo, this is a weird, this is a weird bag that everybody in. All of these um, guys. Allow man. people to do what they do. My body, my choice. Oh, no, that don't I thought matter, that nah. was a. No, nah, no, when you a man, a, don't nobody get no fuck about that. Nah. I thought that nah, was a thing. A uh, or, or, shout out to. Or when it comes to the, the statist agenda, the liberal agenda. Shout out mm-hmm. to uh, Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, um, I love what he had to say. Who says Kyrie Irving should be oh. traded from the the, the New York, uh, I mean the Brooklyn Nets. Get him out of here since he doesn't want to be vaccinated. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal is a coon. Uh, uh, Uncle Tom, all the all the <laughs> all the bad words that we use mm-hmm. some yes, and right. most times right. inaccurately. Mm-hmm. Um, all that man. shit. Call he was the. Coon. I'm coming for you. He was, you know. You I'm, have, I'm you not better, fucking with it. You call, I like. I like call, how. Call me a coon. You better. You better have your book learnings. You better have your shit together. <laughs> yeah, I like I'm how Kyrie them put his foot down with yeah. shit. Yeah. Like he just he is, is who he is. is. He is who he is. He say a lot of dumb shit too. But you know what I'm saying. I give credit. He stand on do. it. Yeah. He stand on it. And yeah. I, and I can respect I, I'm, it. I'm cool with people who think for themselves. You could be right or wrong, but long as you know why you believe what you believe, have at it. But don't tell me what another nigga told you, and that's the. The only the only heard, thing that you got. Yeah, you heard what Shaq said about being a celebrity, how he don't really <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah, but yeah, like I say, man, Nikki, man, well, that's what pissed everybody off about what Nikki said because she told everybody to pray on it. You know, and that's what really got up under their skin, man, because uh, you know, God don't exist in that universe. Mm. Straight up and down, man. Chuck, as as customary, when we have a guest on, we let them give all their socials, their information first. The floor is yours, good sir. Oh man, you know I don't, I don't, you know all I got is one little social media page, man. You know Instagram, teaching Chuck. Uh, I might have to go back and uh, flip my account to public and, and start getting out there more. You know I kind of took a hiatus from social media, so. Uh, but my man Jay, you know, let me know the episode is ready. I'm gonna go ahead and get back out there and uh, start doing my thing. So teach him, Chuck. Come check my page out. If you want to follow, shoot me a follow. I guarantee you, you gonna learn something, man. Bet, bet. It is your man Dame three underscores three one three on Twitter on IG at me. Talk to me. I talk back. When you see the blue and the black, you know where you at. It is Shop Talk Podcast. Shop Talk Pod. Dot com. Ah, oh, fucked it up. I know I fucked it up. I saw Jay look at me. <laughs> Just book some time, man. Yo. Google Shop Talk Podcast and book some time. Uh, yo, shout out to Chuck, man. Always a pleasure, my brother. Uh, always back. learn something new. You know what I'm saying? I, I always got something else I, could, I need to take away and, and research on. You know what I'm saying? So. Uh, and that's important. Um, and it's important to hear varying opinions uh, that sound other than your own absolutely you know what I mean? yeah. and um because i think we, everybody's in a weird bag right now and um i don't think it's gonna end up being it's not gonna end up well in any event uh thank y'all for tuning in 282 weeks in a row um when you see the blue and the black you know where you at shop talk podcast studio book some time i'm not saying we the rockefeller podcast but we are jay and dane hell yeah peace, peace.